even though stuff is down, people are performing well. There's things that you guys can be doing in your business. So this is the time to double down on yourself. Double down on your on your education, on trying to meet people, on trying to better your network and better your opportunities. When times are tough, it is not the time to like crawl up into a hole. So yes, take care of your budget, save your money, don't spend it on things you shouldn't, but do spend it on making your life better. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron. Thanks for joining me today uh, as you're downloading the podcast. I'm gonna do another Tesla talk today. But one of my promises today for the Tesla talk is we're gonna go advertisement free so you can come in and just spend some quick time to get an update on what I think is going on in real estate and maybe just a little bit of inspiration for the things that I have uh, going on right now. And I know you guys um, are facing all sorts of challenges, but all sorts of triumphs and all sorts of excitement. You know, we just finished our mastermind in Austin and the mastermind was great. We had people come in from all over the United States and we had mostly agents, um, you know, more than three quarters of them were also investors, some of them on just their first investment. We also had uh, some lenders and people that just focused on investing and, and weren't agents. And this is well-rounded group of people from so many different states. In the beginning, we asked everybody, you know, who's in a really strong market right now where you still have, you know, multiple offers and not very many months of inventory. And there was probably five or six people that raised their hand. So let's say 10% of the people are in a really, really strong market right now. And 90% of the people aren't. And one of the first statistics I shared with everybody was just based on volume and the amount of volume in the U.S. for real estate transactions right now. And I think the surprising thing for everybody was that volume overall across the board is down 66%. What does that mean? That means that there was a thousand houses that sold in your zip code, you know, last year, that this year there's only going to be 330 that are selling. And there are some places that are worse and some places that are better. I shared in San Antonio, Texas, that you know, last you know, last year in January there were 600 transactions, and this year there was 60. So some markets are down like 90% right now for sales volume, but overall markets are down 66%. So what does that mean? What does that mean for you? What that really means for you is that if right now you are doing your, let's say your business is down 50% of what it was a year ago, that means you are winning. That means you are beating most of the other people out there. You're doing better than average. That means you're gaining market share. You know, if your business is down 55% or 60%, you're still gaining market share. If it's down 66% or worse, that means you're down on market share. But I think most people, when they hear that, they realize, wow, it's not that bad. Because there were a lot of people that said, well, I'm down 20% right now, or I'm down 30% right now, or I'm down 40% right now. But that was the quick way for them to realize they're actually growing market share. They're actually doing better than average. And it helps to not be uh, discouraged. So like that was one of the big ahas that we got to start the mastermind out with. So people could see how they were really doing compared to how they thought they were doing. And it would help everybody be inspired a little bit. 
another thing that I thought was really special and really important, we had a lot of conversations around like who is doing the things to better their business right now. Because if nothing else right now, it's going to be, you know, some people are doubling their volume from last year, but it's going to be really, really hard you know, to double volume from last year. But what everybody can do right now is gain market share because people are getting discouraged. People are changing their budgets. People are pivoting out there. And so you've got an opportunity to do something more and do something bigger. Um, and so the people that are doing something to grow their business, it's really easy when there's an event, a mastermind somewhere, a class that you can go to, a lunch with somebody, a coffee, you've got these opportunities to grow your business. And right now, sometimes it's a little bit tougher because we don't have the budget that we had before. And so there were plenty of people that said, I can't afford to take four days off my business to come out to a mastermind and pay for a flight and pay for a hotel. You know, it's, you know, spending a couple thousand dollars really for the whole experience and the opportunity cost. And I'm grateful for the people that did. But the cool thing that people got to see was when we think we can't afford to because our business is down, that's the time you actually need to. You actually need to invest in yourself. You need to double down. You need to figure out you know, where to invest uh, those different things and invest your time. So right now, as you're looking at cutting back in your business, which you should, right? Which we should, we should be looking really carefully at our budgets right now. But when you're looking at cutting back in your business right now, I would encourage you to figure out where you can go grow your mindset, where you can go self-educate, and maybe you need to spend more money on self-educating and masterminding and taking a break from the day-to-day -day and go and have some coffee or have some lunches with people around. You know, and if there isn't a mastermind coming up in your area or there's not like a, a conference or something else like that, I would challenge you just in your own market, reach out and like look at your MLS. Find three or four top producers in your area and just reach out to them and say, hey, do you guys wanna go have coffee together? Do you guys wanna go have lunch together right now? The market's pretty crazy. I'd like to meet more people. I'd like to talk to more people that are doing it. It's a really hard business to do alone. You know, and see if you can go out and find some people to go chat with about your business. When we're not inside our business and other people can help give us a look, we can learn amazing things. Another really cool thing that came out of the mastermind from one of the speakers, that was good for me to be reminded of it, was this idea that when times are tighter, a great way to grow your business or to like be careful is set up a monthly salary for yourself and pay yourself that monthly salary from your business regardless of how much money your business is making. Now that's a really simple concept, really easy, but something that, and something I used to do when I first started in my business and something that I've kind of forgotten. One of the things that happens when our businesses grow a lot and we make lots of profit um, and you know we're just making lots of different money, it's really easy to start celebrating. It's really easy to start spending. It's really easy to, to go on vacation. And I do it, right? I have like courtside tickets to basketball games. I've got, you know, I, I've got uh, you know, annual subscriptions to uh, soccer and things like that. So I've got all these things that I go do that are expensive. That when the business is going really good, I sign up for all these things. I sign up for the events and activities. We go to clubs and get tables. You know, we go to Vegas a lot. So we spend a lot of money, more or less story. But when times are tighter and you're not making as much money every month, it's that big realization of like, oh my gosh, I'm still spending like I was spending, even though my earnings are half of what they were, or they're down 66% of where they were. So cool practice that I'm putting into place right now is I'm looking at my family budget and my budget and all of our expenses. And everyone's budget is different. Some people's budget and salary is gonna be $5,000 a month. Some people's gonna be 10, 20, $30,000 a month, whatever it is. 
you know, choose a budget and choose a salary for right now of what you want to do over the next year of what's going to be the thing that you're going to live off of and then that becomes the salary that you pay yourself monthly out of your business regardless of how much volume you're doing and then as you do more volume that means you're going to be saving more money or that'll help you determine how much money you should be investing in like these other opportunities out there because one of the big stories of growth you know, Daniel Del Real came and shared, great friend of mine. I was glad that he was able to come out to it. But he showed his journey of how as an agent, he would live off of his salary and then invest the rest. And with getting those singles over time, he's built this multi, multi-million dollar empire, owns tons and tons of different businesses that he's done, all from that easy idea of paying himself a salary, which is plenty to live off of for all the fun stuff he was doing for your salary, for your life, for your expenses, for your entertainment, for whatever it's going to be, however big that salary has been sticking to it. And then any earnings that you earn above that, you have a chance to save for rainy day months. Sometimes we're not getting the volume. And after certain periods of time, three to six months, whatever you have left in the coffers, uh, you'll be able to invest that way. So I think that's a great strategy that everybody should be employing. We forget about that when we become self-employed, we start living off of commissions, or at least I do. And it was really refreshing to kind of hear that again. A um, couple other things just about the market that we're seeing. So the this week we had, there were two banks that got taken over by the Fed. Man, I remember when this used to happen. It's pretty wild when it used to happen, but two banks got taken over by the Fed. And really the story behind that is um, interest rates have been going up, up, up. And everybody knows that, everybody has seen that. But why does that affect the banks? How does that affect the banks? So as interest rates have gone up, the bond prices, there's been this gap of, of bond prices and things like that. That doesn't really matter most of the time. But some people at this bank, at Silicon Valley Bank, too many people had removed their deposits. Because essentially, life got tougher. They decided they weren't gonna grow their businesses the same um, as they were doing. You know, They were able to return some investor capital, some venture capital, because they didn't wanna have different money on the books that they were paying interest on if they were no longer trying to grow and they were just trying to tighten up to make profit. All businesses should be doing that right now. You know, tighten up the book for profit, less expenses. Well, when those deposits came out, it put the bank in default of their agreements where they had to have more cash on hand with this balance of how much they have on hand with the amount they're going to be loaning and lending out. Well, as a result, they were low on cash, so they went to go sell some bonds uh, to put more cash back in the bank and bond prices had traded. Why does that matter? It really just matters. I think a lot of banks are gonna be struggling through that. Now, the big announcement, people were really worried about, like, do we need to go move our money out of banks? Do we need to have less than $250,000 in an account? This weekend, they tried to see if they could get someone else by the bank, and nobody wanted to buy the bank. So that's one big difference from, like, back in 2007, 2008, when that was happening, is they were able to get other banks to kind of buy the other ones. But they weren't able to get any banks to buy it, so instead the Fed took over. And essentially, the Fed is kind of buying the bank right now. So the, the federal government is now taking over um, that bank and... Uh, and uh, and another bank, I can't think of the name right now of the other one that went um, uh, that, that that crashed this weekend. So, and what the federal government did is they said, no, there's going to be it's, everybody's going to be insured for all their deposits. So people were worried that you're only insured for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So if you had a million dollars in the bank, you could access two hundred fifty thousand dollars on Friday, and on the remaining seven hundred fifty thousand, you couldn't access it. Well, the government knew that there would be some issues with that. So instead of letting that happen, they came in this weekend and they said, look, we're gonna take over the bank and everybody's welcome to pull all of their money out on Monday if they want to. And what that's gonna do is that's gonna help reassure everybody that their money is safe in all accounts, no matter where you bank, even if you have over $250,000 in there, um, the government's gonna make sure you're protected. That was a big change that they did. And I think it was very smart um, that they did that. And so how is that going to affect real estate? I think. 
uh, the, the one way that it could affect real estate is my belief was they were the Fed was going to keep raising rates, and but I think and they had planned to, but I think now because of the volatility of what's going on in the banking system, I think the Fed is going to slow that pace. I think they were going to raise another half a point. I think now they're going to slow that pace, which is you know good for the banks, but it's still going to keep increasing. Rates aren't going to be going back down. And it, but it also means that inflation is not going to get tamed. What does that do? That really means that whatever price we're kind of at right now in real estate, they were still seeing some corrections and the stuff that the price of the stuff is actually closing at is that new price. But as we see those corrections, what, we, what we're going to see if the Fed can't keep raising half a point interest is inflation is going to come back pretty strongly in the next six to seven months, which also means that hard assets that you have like real estate, after they kind of hit their bottom and bottom out, will start gaining value again um, based on inflation. So, you know, what's going on in the market? How is that going on in the market? I really just think that we need to be doing the, the transaction, doing the efforts that we know are going to work. Right, the things that are working, if we're doing open houses, even if we're getting less, we wanna double down on that, we wanna do more on that. If we're doing flips, if, you know, whatever we see that's working, we wanna keep going and know that the we're seeing some stability in the real estate market right now, and we're gonna see some inflation coming back and not quite getting uh, disintegrated, which helps real estate. You know, Two years ago when we were high inflation, it was really great for real estate investments. So there are a lot of good things that happen for us when it comes uh, to real estate investing that way. You know, I told you guys a story like a couple weeks ago, I went to auction, I, I, I drove house myself, I bought the house uh, on the courthouse steps with that new business plan of, hey, first time home buyers are still uh, buying, and so if I can buy something for cheap enough, that then I can make it turnkey and sell it for below market prices that a first time home buyer would, would like, maybe I can offset and go around what the what's happening in the market. So I did that in a, in a town just north of San Antonio, even though San Antonio has like, you know, 10 years of inventory right now, and just north there's like seven or eight months of inventory. I put a house on the market uh, two weeks ago, I it was uh, priced for new time, for first time home buyers, $280,000. It was totally turnkey and comps were at 300,000. At 280,000 within a week, we got a full price offer on it, and now we're gonna be selling that thing at a profit. So I think that for you guys out there, there's also gonna be these opportunities to be creating inventory, especially in that first time home buyer market. So I hope some of that information was helpful for you guys today. You know, I stuttered a little bit as I'm driving and kind of just going off the cuff, but I wanted to be able to share the thoughts that I'm going through and really um, show that even though stuff is down, people are performing well. There's things that you guys can be doing in your business. So this is the time to double down on yourself, double down on your on your education, on trying to meet people, on trying to better your network and better your opportunities. When times are tough, it is not the time to like crawl up into a hole. So yes, take care of your budget, save your money, don't spend it on things you shouldn't, but do spend it on making your life better. So if there's that conference or that mastermind or something else, you're one of the ones that missed ours, the I'm sorry, I wish you would have made it. And if you're having some FOMO now, find something, find a way to invest in yourself and meet some people because now is the time to grow market share. If your business is down, but it's down less than 66%, you are outperforming so many others out there. You're outperforming the market, you're growing market share and you're doing great. So keep working hard out there. You're doing better than you think. All right, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. 
They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients, and we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there, too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.